T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, Pastor Ken Keltner. He is from Brookside Baptist Church. Good good to be with you. Pastor, how you been? Good, good. Hey, how much wrestling did you do in your day? You know, I I remember I went to, uh, in fifth grade, they wanted me to go to a wrestling, and I went, and I learned one hold. And I got home and told my dad, I go, I'm no good at it. I need to go back to basketball. <laughs> and that's that was the, the extent of it. Well, I was a sophomore in high school, and they convinced me to go out. And uh, so I thought, yeah, let me give this a shot. And I go out, and, and uh, first match against a kid from Milwaukee Lutheran, I beat him. And, and uh, I thought, man, I'm good at this. I'm a natural. <laughs> I'm a natural. So I go the next week. We go down to the Racine St. Catharines, and I got a little moxie to me at that point, a little cockiness. I got pinned in 36 seconds. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the end. And then I had to practice a guy named Tom Osman all the time. And I was what I was what would be known in this world as a bleeder. And he would cross face me every practice, and they'd have to put cotton up my nose. And <laughs> I just wasn't physically, mentally tough enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So I wrestled for a year and and uh, ended about 500, something like that. But I know this. That if our neck, if our guest, if he decides he wants to come to Milwaukee, come on, we'll I'll find a mat. We'll go, <laughs> we'll go play a little bit. He is our special guest. When I tell you about this guy, he was undefeated in high school, four-time NCAA champion, four-time academic All-American. He's an author, and I'm talking smack. You want to know why? Because he's nowhere near Wisconsin. But if he comes this way, hey, I'll put that singlet back on. Uh, come on, Dan, I'm only kidding, man. I talk smack to our guests, but I never mean any of it. Our our special guest, he's Dan Russell. Dan, how you been? Hey, I'm doing well, and I've got a daughter that lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I've been looking for oh, no. out there, so I am so <laughs> glad for the invitation, and we will oh, go I, down. Yeah, and well, hey, I'll find the mat. I will find hey, the mat, and I want it on video. To, and you, you, and do, do one of those cross things. I want to see hey, if, man, he, if he still you, bleeds. Yeah, you let me know when you're coming to town. I'll be like in, uh, I'll go to like Montana or something. I'll be out of town so quick, it'll it'll make your head spin. Uh, Dan is an author. His book, and as we talk throughout, uh, throughout the show, Finish Strong is the name of the book, and it's on Amazon that you can pick up. And, and I've got to believe... 
that after our, our conversation here with Dan on Faith in the Zone, that you're going to want to pick up that book. It, it really, the, the parts that I was able to read, really interesting on his life and, and uh, the, the journey that he has been on. Hey, Dan, that I read an article about, about you, and it, it started by saying this, from a scrawny, bullied kid uh, from southern Idaho to wrestling unofficial champion of the world, Dan Rus- Russell knows the kind of hard work, pain, and intense desire it takes to finish strong. Um, can we talk a little bit about your background and, and where you grew up and, and uh, how you got into wrestling, stuff like that? Yeah, my, my, my dad was a wrestling coach, so, it, you know, it was one of those things that you just did because that's what the family did. I had my first wrestling singlet when I was 18 months old and uh, was was having big dreams about being the best in the world in the sport of wrestling after the 1976 Olympics watching John and Ben Peterson. John yeah. Peterson won the Olympic gold that year. Ben Peterson won Olympic silver. My brother and I were uh, watching those Olympic Games. We were third graders, and we, we said, they're brothers, we're brothers, they wrestle, we wrestle. We wanted to be like the Peterson brothers. And uh, and that is when wrestling really took a turn for us. So we started training uh, lots of hours all year long and uh, with the goal of, of being on Olympic world teams and and uh, but that's where the dream was really birthed at a at a high level was in the third grade. Hey, and some of the things that I read, and and one of them said this: for 21 years, Dan Russell trained for four to six hours a day, six days a week, to pursue the uh, of winning the gold medal in the pursuit of winning a gold medal uh, in the sport of wrestling. He pushed his body to, to the limits during brutal weight loss regiments, shattering injuries, personal tragedy, and a constant inner battles with the voices from his past telling him he wasn't good enough. I, and, and I read that and highlighted that, that paragraph because I, look, I only, I only wrestled for a year in high school. And so I, I, I got just a really small, very small taste of the kind of commitment it takes to be a really good wrestler. But to be a wrestler at the level that you wanted to be at and the wrestler uh, at the level that you were, not only through high school but through college, it had to be just 24-7, 12 months out of the year, taking care of, of, of your body and making sure that, that you were, you know, you stayed ready, right? Yeah, and I, you know, I tell kids that there is, you know, you've got a lot of kids that have big dreams. The, the way to success really is learning to love wrestling more than winning. Hmm. If you love wrestling more than winning, winning takes care of itself. But to love wrestling is to, to learn to love the hard work, the, the time, the energy, the, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the, the, the discipline. You've got to learn to embrace hard things. But it's in a struggle where we get shaped and formed and molded. And too many times I think kids get caught up on the win-loss records. And the sport is a it's a tough sport, and you can get discouraged really, really quickly, especially as you jump to new levels. You know, high school wrestling's one level. You go to the college level, and it's it's a whole other level. And you finish there, and then you try to compete at the Olympic level, and again, it, 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 you're you're starting back over again. So you got to learn to love the process. Hmm. It's 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 in the journey where uh, where you where you get trained and and equipped. 
I think too often times in life we, we we look to the destination or we look to the title of the trophy and you miss the beauty of the journey. Uh, my favorite passage, one of my favorite passages, when Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three, says, "In this world you're going to have trouble." Mm-hmm. And what I found on this side of eternity is there's a lot of trouble, and it reassures me that Jesus reminds me of that. And and yet it's in that when we get our eyes off of the trouble and our eyes on Him that. Uh, we begin to see in that process, we find purpose in the pace. It's almost like we need to embrace the process. Uh, that's what, you know, I would, you know, usually share with people. You need to embrace embrace what you're going through because, you know, the Lord's going to give you the strength to do it. Dan, I got to, uh, wh- where did you go to, what, what college did you go to? I went to Portland State, Portland State University, okay. uh, where the city was our campus. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Vikings. The mighty, the mighty Vikings, and, yep. and undefeated all through college, correct? No, I was undefeated in high school, college. I, I, uh, I had a number of losses, but I had a great career there. The, uh, um, you know, it's amazing when you have a great high school career and then you jump into college. Nobody seems to care about your high school career. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, but but you're a four a four time NCAA champion, correct? Yes. Do yeah. you remember your first loss? Um, you know, that is a great question, and I I I don't. I I remember a number of losses though that were were significant. I I lost to a, a guy from Simon Fraser, which is a little NAI school. And I, I could not believe that I lost to this guy. I lost him three to two, and I just was, I was devastated. I think my feet weren't moving fast enough. What, what could have happened? And two months later, Chris Wilson took second in the world championship. So I decided he was, uh, he was a pretty decent wrestler at that point. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 <laughs> what weight did you wrestle? Well, my, my first two years, I was 150 pounders, then I was 158 my junior year, 167 my senior year. Okay. And internationally, I competed at 74 kilograms, which was 163 pounds. Hey, do, um, do, are you still, you're still involved in, and look, when I introduced you and I, t- I said four-time NCAA champion, undefeated in, in high school, academic All-American author, I just didn't have time to say, look, he is a 2004 Olympic coach, he's an author, an actor, husband and father of four children, ordained pastor, motivational speaker, entrepreneur. I, the, you obviously have, have, have done a lot um, with your life and, and continue to do that. And and I'm wondering, once you stopped wrestling, once you decided, okay, you know what, this Olympic dream, and I know we're going to get into that part of your life, did you know what, where your life was going to be going after that? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I had, my, my whole thought focus was, God had called me to, to wrestle and to wrestle with you know, my, my whole heart, give my life to that. And, and I did. And I expected that that was going to mean Olympic gold. And one of the things that God's been very clear to me over and over and over is, Dan, I, he doesn't need me to do something great. Uh, I, I, the sense that, that God doesn't need me, he, he loves me. And I think that's true about all of us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need us. He loves us. And, he doesn't need me to do something great for him, but he wants to do something great. 
in and through me. And learning learning the difference of that. Uh, too often, I think, especially as a, as an athlete, as you know, as wrestling, you you work hard, you train hard, you discipline yourself, and and um, and all those things are great skills and things that are important. But it's really in surrender. It's when we when we surrender to Him and allow Him to lead us, be faithful to walk in the way that He would have us walk, uh, but trusting Him. And and as we talked about embracing that process, it's trusting Him in the process mm-hmm. and uh, having to learn that lesson. When I wrote the book, it, it came from an experience I had coaching the World Cup in Anatolia, Turkey. We, we just take second place in the World Cup, and I'm sitting in the hotel lobby. It was 3.36 in the morning. I'm sitting next to Joe Ward, who's now fighting for Bellator. I think he's won three different belts three different times and has been very successful. He's our reigning world champion. And Joe looked at me and says, Coach, he said, i got a question. I said, what's that, Joe? He said, how do you finish strong? Oh, and man. I did my best to answer that question at 3.36 in the morning, but it was a question that I could not get out of my head. And the book was really a process of saying, what have I learned in the first season of my life that will help me finish strong in the last season of my life? And it really required me to do a, a lot of uh, soul searching. Uh, there's things that I had to write in that book that are things that I'm not proud of. Uh, places of shame, places of pain, places of hurt. But I had to get those things out because if you can if you can begin to talk about those things and deal with those things, then you can get healed of those things. And uh, it really was a healing journey for me writing the book, uh, but also a challenge for me to look at, okay, now what have I learned? What What has God been teaching me so that I can apply those things in the last season of my life? And, and finish strong. You can get this book, again, author Dan Russell uh, on Amazon. The name of the book is Finish Strong. We we're talking to a, to a man who, again, he was a wrestler in high school, college. Um, he was uh, part of the whole Olympic plan, and we'll talk to him about that uh, throughout the show. But the name of the book is Finish Strong. Uh, Dan, before we get to a break, um, you have four kids. Your daughter that's teaching here at Milwaukee Madison, what is her name? Sarah Brough. She just got married this summer, and uh, um, she is, I just love her heart, her heart for the community, her heart for the kids, her heart for that school, and uh, it's a joy to watch your kids grow up and and have a passion uh, and watching them walk that out. Yeah, I agree. Well, Look, I, I've lived in Milwaukee my whole life, and, and I'm not telling anybody anything that they don't know. Madison's a tough school. Madison High School is, is uh, they do some good stuff there, but it's a tough school. And I, 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 my hope is that uh, she's doing okay over there. And certainly, uh, as I told your wife, if there's anything I can do for her while she's here in Milwaukee, uh, just give her my cell number. I'd love to, to, to reach out to her. Uh, let's get you a break. Our special guest, Dan Russell. Again, author of a book called Finish Strong. You can get that on Amazon. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. He's Dan Russell. He is an author, an actor, um, four-time NCAA champion, four-time academic All-American, and he wrestled in, in grade school, in high school, and in college. He, uh, he wrestled beyond college, and he's been uh, a, a great guest in reading the articles that I've read about him or with him. Just really impressed with with his vision and some of the things that, that he's been able to accomplish. Pastor? Hey, Dan, one thing we love doing with Faith in the Zone is just uh, finding out how each person's journey of faith with Christ began. And so love to hear your story, how you came to know the Lord. You know, I, I uh, was five years old where I was at a, a large state camp meeting in southern Idaho. Hmm. I heard I heard a, uh, someone present the gospel, and just at five years old, with you know a five year old understanding, I just knew that that was something that I wanted for my life. And I, I was sitting next to my dad and sort of pulling on a shirt, and I said, "Dad, Dad, I, I I want that." And I remember my dad wrapping his big old dad hand around my little five year old hand, and he walked me all the way to the front, and I got down on my knees and. And my understanding, because of the wrestling background and my dad as a coach, was that if I needed a coach in wrestling, how much more would I need a coach in, in the wrestling match of life? Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, that, that was a, a point where I just asked if Jesus would be my coach for life. Mm. And my dad led me in a prayer and, and uh, very, very sincere uh, very, very real prayer, but two months after praying that prayer, I was abused by a neighbor uh, in ways that five-year-olds shouldn't be abused, and later had an uncle that moved into my home, and uh, and he began to tell me every day, Dan, you're no good, no one will ever love you, and you're never going to amount to anything. And uh, he was very physically abusive, and so I made a, made a sincere, uh, you know, there's a sincere prayer at five, but at five, begin to also watch how the enemy of our soul wants to come and and steal uh, your faith, even at a young age. Mm-hmm. And so walk through quite a process. When I was in college, I came home with winning my fourth NCAA championship. I was excited. It was, you know, I'd accomplished what I'd set out to accomplish. And I remember setting my fourth trophy up on the on the wall and realizing this was the loneliest night of my life to have accomplished everything and and to realize that this is what my life is about. There has to be something more than this. And uh, that night I, I got down on my face before God and just began to weep and say, I, I don't want to do this life putting my faith in temporary things, but to put my faith in, in, in the eternal and put my faith in uh, something beyond this side of eternity that will last forever and ever and ever. And, and uh, um, you know, I had gone through some seasons where I said, God, thanks, but no thanks, and realizing uh, you can have it all, and, uh, you know, you can gain the whole world, but what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? Yeah, lose his soul. soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, on that night, I had accomplished everything that I had wanted to accomplish, and realizing it was not enough. Boy, I'll tell you, Pastor. I, you know, and we say this: who never, it never gets old. And 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 the vision of 
this wrestling coach taking his son by the hand at five years old after his son asking, you know, Dad, that's what I want, and taking him down for an altar call just brings me to tears. You know, I just, I, you know, I, 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 is your dad still still alive, Dan? My dad pastors a, a, a little church in Select, Oregon. Man. And coaches wrestling at Toledo High School. <laughs> Man, good for him. His license plate says Matt Rapp, if that says anything. <laughs> he is a fanatic for the sport. Well, you know, what's beautiful about it, too, uh, Dan and Mike, is how simple the gospel is that a five-year-old can understand it, that Jesus left the glories of heaven, came to this world full of sin, lived a perfect life, and then put himself on that cross and paid for all the sins of the world, didn't stay in the tomb, conquered sin and death, and rose at third day. And uh, Dan, at five years of age, um, July the 24th, uh, on a Sunday night after church, I went home and, and started talking to my mom and said, you know, uh, nobody needs to convince me I'm a sinner. And uh, I know I've I know I've done wrong even at five. And uh, I remember kneeling on the side of my bed, putting my faith and trust in the Lord. So when you started out at five, man, I was, you know, I was remembering, you know, my night, you know, on a Sunday night Good. after church. And uh, I just love it that that God didn't make the gospel complex. I mean, Satan has made it complex. The world is full of religion with all kind of different things you got to do to live with God. And God said, no, Jesus said it on the way, the truth, the life. No man can come to the Father except by me or through me. So, hey, yeah. I, lo- I love hearing it. And then, and then, and then in the Christian life, it is, uh, it's a struggle. Am I going to have victory in my life? Am I going to you know, uh, let, let the flesh start to, uh, make more control and take more control in my life. And, uh, uh, you know, there gets to be that yieldedness. Am I going to yield myself? Am I going to put my life on the altar for uh, the Lord or is it going to crawl off? I'm going to do my own thing. And, and talk about embracing the process. Uh, we got the spirit of God helping us through this process to, uh, have victory in our life. And, you know, it's exciting. And, and, uh, there are times I, I, just looking at your your title there, your book, Finish Strong, you know, I think of that passage in Scripture. It says, if you faint in the day of adversity, you know, your your, your strength is small. Uh, just man falls seven times and he gets back up again. And I'm sure there were times that you got knocked down on the mat. Oh, boy. Maybe yeah. like maybe like uh, yeah. Mike got, got the cross across your nose and your nose is bleeding all over <laughs> the place. Don't be cross-facing me, Dan, when you come to Milwaukee. <laughs> and, and you had, you had to get you. up off the mat. You had to get off the mat. And sometimes as believers, we got to get off the mat and keep going. Hey, I'm going to single leg him down in the snowbank. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> single, I'm going I'm to shoot for that single leg, take him down. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for, for that testimony. I... You know, I like like Pastor said, we it never gets old. You know, for us because everybody's got a story, and um, it, it it's been kind of the staple of faith in the zone. And and, the, and what most people talk to me about, a lot of people talk about the different guests that we have on. But when it comes down to it, you know, they'll t- they'll say things like, "I can't believe you're talking smack to that guy," and "Wow, what a testimony he had." And I'll say, "Yeah, I I agree." And for the most, you know. Just about weekly, the pastor will will agree, man. It brings me to tears because it just is. Uh, it's great to hear hear the people that we have on willing to get up on the mountaintop and talk about that part of their life. And and uh, thank you so much for that. Hey, when and before we get to a break, we've got a few minutes before we get there. Reading a lot of the stuff again on on you, you, you have taken 
um, a number of trips where you've been able to to uh, uh, to preach and 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 to talk to people about their walk. And the one that I wanted to get to before we uh, we get to break is you went to the Soviet Union uh, with other Christian wrestlers and were able to to visit a maximum security prison and was invited to to go in and preach. And as you did that, there was. Um, one man that was yelling hallelujah, hallelujah, and through a translator explained that he had been in prison for being a pastor and was the only Christian among the inmates. He had been finding life harder than usual lately and asked God to send him someone to encourage him, and you showed up and then asked, I, I believe he asked if if, uh, if the team could get him a Bible, correct? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing how God works. Again, God doesn't need us. He loves us. And that, that call, that invitation to be on a journey with him. You know, on that trip, I was there with my childhood hero, John Peterson. Mm-hmm. And and God, again, just revealing to me, Dan, I don't need you to do something great. I want to do something great. Will you trust me? And here I find myself needing to go to wrestling clinics and camps and going into to places like this prison uh, with my childhood hero, something only God could do. But I, I, I look at that prisoner that was there, and I, I think a lot about um, there are times— see, I, I believe that God was the one that placed them in that prison because there were a bunch of prisoners there with no hope. And he needed somebody that would be willing to stand up, not have his eyes fixed on, on the pain or— or the prison, or the problems, or or the disease and and the dysfunction, but to have his eyes fixed on him that could raise his hands and say, "Hallelujah, praise you, God!" And in the midst of that, uh, be a group of people with no hope. God wants us to be people that are willing to go to dark places, to disease-filled places, and to bring His hope and uh, His life. Uh, you know, the enemy is really good at getting us distracted. Oh, absolutely. uh, um, I'm reminded of that that prisoner, just his his focus. Hmm. Powerful. Hey, hey, Dan, did uh, John Peterson, did he coach here in Wisconsin at Maranatha Baptist Bible College? Now, that's that's Ben. Ben Ben. Peterson coaches there, and John, they're from Comstock, Wisconsin. Okay, yes. We had Ben on, uh, Ben's been a past Faith in the Zone guest. And so he's been ben on the, and John yep. are uh, two just really uh, the impact that they've had in the wrestling community is significant and I uh, I just again it's it's God's grace that he'd put somebody like them as as role models to be able to look to and to be discipled by trained by and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dan, that's absolutely Ben. Um, actually, I mean, he continues to to use the platform of wrestling for the gospel. And in fact, uh, during the month of October, we have a family in our church that they uh, in Pastor Appreciation Month they they do something for us and they put on this big grandiose um, oh treats and programs for us. And one year they did an Olympic theme, and they actually had Ben Peterson carrying like an Olympic torch to their home and they got the police to come and lead him with the lights going and all that and then wow yeah, and then ben gave a challenge to to our staff and he wanted to show a, a, a particular spiritual truth from a wrestling move 
and he asked our youth pastor to get up there with him. And our youth pastor kind of, you know, Ben's saying, hey, and, and, and our youth pastor was kind of clowning around, would kind of slap him in the face, go, hey, come on, come on, what do you what do you think you can do? And Ben would go, no, hang on a second, I want to try to show you. And he, he kept it up, and Ben said, okay, I'll show you what I'll do. And I mean, in about a half a second, he put him flat on his back, <laughs> and we cracked up. It was beautiful. Hey, here's the scary part. So his, uh, our special guest, who is Dan Russell, his daughter teaches here in, in Milwaukee. And Ben Peterson is 45 minutes to the west. I'm talking spec. There's an outside chance that Dan Russell is going to end up here in Milwaukee to come visit his daughter, go see his buddy Ben. And ask you to make the trip with him over there and no. then show some yeah. show the wrestlers at Maranatha hey. some moves yeah, hold on. and Mr. use hold you on. as hold the on. dummy. Hold on. <laughs> Mr. Russell. Mr. Russell. It's, uh, thank you so much for coming on our show. we got to get to a break. Our special guest, he's Dan Russell, four-time NCAA champion, undefeated through his high school years, four-time academic All-American. He's an author. Name of the book is Finish Strong. Go to Amazon. Highly recommended. And if you don't... If, it, if you're not a wrestler or a fan of wrestling, it doesn't matter. This book is way more uh, than than that. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, alongside the head pastor of Brookside Baptist Church. It's Pastor Ken Keltner and our special guest, Dan Russell. I would highly recommend go on to Amazon, find this book, Finish Strong. Dan Russell, is uh, he's, he's done a lot in his life. And I, I would highly recommend this book, fi- uh, Finish Strong. Again, going to Amazon would be the easiest way uh, for you to get that. Hey, uh, we had talked earlier about Sarah, who's your daughter, teaching here in Milwaukee. But you've got three other children. Are they boys, girls? My oldest is a boy. He lives in Seattle. I've got uh, my daughter, Sarah, is the second oldest. She's in Milwaukee. My third child is graduating from Georgetown in Washington, D.C. this May. And then my my baby is uh, in Portland, Oregon. And so I've got four kids in four different areas, and, and uh, I'm proud of all four of them. They're, they're been a wonderful gift in my life. Hey, B, B, and we want to talk about some of your mission, uh, missions, uh, missionary trips, and and I know that uh, you've been to Plow and Pastor has a, he's been there a number of times, and and we've got some some guys over there, and we're going to get to to that in, in this segment. Uh, I wanted to just talk a little bit about you. You wrestled for your father, correct? Correct. Yeah, my dad coached me pretty much all the way through my career. How uh, how was that for you guys with with uh, coaching basketball and doing a high school basketball and football and baseball show here at the radio station? We talk a lot about that, the dynamic of, of fathers coaching their sons. And there was a book that a, that a basketball coach wrote here in the state of Wisconsin called Coaching Our Sons. And it was the good, the bad, and the really ugly stories of, of families yep. breaking up and and I'm wondering, the dynamic for you, was it a fairly positive dynamic uh, wrestling for your dad? Well, I would tell you, my, my dad, uh, 
uh, what a gift to me in, in my in my journey and my career. My dad, my dad. The challenge is separating your dad from your coach. Right. Uh, there was a part of the day that dad was coach, and there was a part where dad was dad, and learning to separate those. But my dad always saw wrestling not as uh, something that he was training us to do where we could go win medals, medals, titles, and trophies. What he saw was wrestling was the greatest tool that he knew that could teach us about the wrestling match of life. So my dad was always looking at opportunities or teachable lessons to take from what we were experiencing in the sport, and we would have talks about how that applied in, in life. And he was a brilliant uh, dreamcaster. He, he, he would uh, lead us in ways that we always thought it was our decision or our choice and that he was coming alongside to help us fulfill what we had said was, was our dream or our vision. Mm-hmm. When I look back at it, I realized how my dad, though, did a, a really a great job of helping us catch a vision helping us learn to articulate that vision and then uh, being the support behind helping us accomplish that vision. Mm. Uh, but his passion was never as much about the sport as it was about learning things in life. Boy, that's awesome. And sports sports does teach a lot about life, does it not? Absolutely. That- I, I think it is uh, a great uh, instrument in God's hands to help help us learn about the challenges that we will all face in life. I like to say this, everybody on this side of eternity, in my opinion, is a wrestler because life is full of struggle and challenges. And, and, and I know that I have two people on this broadcast that might argue with me about this point, but I believe, and I think I can back it up, that I believe that wrestling is God's favorite sport. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm thinking... Just because basketball wasn't invented back, you know, long at that point, you know, you got to understand maybe basketball is his favorite. Or football because there's such a thing as a Hail Mary or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think, I think you said it, and it's, 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 I think you said it, you said it right. Basketball wasn't invented yet. Right. Wrestling wasn't invented. It just is who we are. Oh We're man! We're born into a wrestling match. It, it it didn't get invented. It just is part of who we are. Well, I mean, the Apostle Paul talks about you know discipline in his body. You know, for 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 the for the uh, for the difficulty, the the match in life and uh, in Corinthians. Yeah, there, but he so. never put on a sweatsuit and tried to lose twelve pounds in a day so he could make his weight like uh, Dan you, Russell you, did. You, you know what? That's <laughs> a, that's the one thing about wrestling. I, you talk about. I, I just always felt sorry for those guys. They'd starve themselves and then weigh in and then go try to eat as much as they could. You know that is uh, the. The discipline that comes, the self-control that comes from having to uh, deny yourself of of food, of water, of of these things, and then to have to go and compete is uh, oh, I can imagine. Um, it's amazing the body that God has created us with, and what your body's uh, capable of. 
hey, look, before you come to Milwaukee, you got to fast for 12 days and then you come see me. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to own you on that that bad. Hey, before we get to a break, you guys both have been to Palau. Uh, Dan, what, what brought you to Palau? So I, for eight years, I worked as an Olympic solidarity instructor for the International Olympic Committee where I was assigned to go for four years and invest in, in a developing nation, help them with their Olympic committee helped them build grassroots sports and and to uh, allow that uh, country to become welcomed into the Olympic family. So I was assigned places like Federated States of Micronesia and Palau. I mean, really uh, wonderful places with incredible people. And my, my time at Palau was uh, great. I, I love that you've got to spend some time over there. You know, I oftentimes will share with people about my experiences there. People haven't heard of that place, and and that's one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Boy, it sure is. What what years were you there? It was uh, uh, what ninety ninety six to two thousand. Okay, so so is, is that the last time you were back there? Was two thousand? That was the last time I was back there, and then oh. I was in Federated uh, uh, States of Micronesia from two thousand to two thousand four. Hmm. Do you still travel like that, uh, where you can go to to different parts of the world? Yeah, I'm I'm working a lot with uh, uh, refugees, refugee populations, uh, people that are uh, in difficult places, running an organization we call Wrestling for Peace. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that is to wrestle with the struggle and overcome. How do we as a wrestling family come alongside those in the wrestling match of life and encourage them to overcome? Mm-hmm. And so uh, um, it's actually for, for our wrestling family to to take what we're learning in the sport and to apply it to people that are actually in the wrestling match of life struggling. And, and uh, you know, we can't solve solve all the problems, but we can we can go and we can do something. We can help in some way. You know, we helped with yeah. uh, one family who rebuilt a home down in Texas that had been demolished from a uh, hurricane. We couldn't rebuild every home, but we, we said as a Russian family, we could do one. Mm. We did a big project in Puerto Rico with uh, what they've walked through. We took a bunch of wrestling mats down and wrestling shoes and equipment. And and uh, we're doing what we can and, mm. uh, and just asking the question, you know, how can we help? We've, we've got one of our, our Hall of Fame coaches that uh, died this past year of brain mm. cancer mm. who sat down and challenged us and said, would you take on uh, brain cancer for kids that uh, are struggling and, and uh, uh, that don't have the research dollars to solve this problem? And we just said, as wrestlers, we're not afraid on take, taking on the world's toughest challenges. Mm. And wrestling trains you to do hard things, so... You know, we've been assembling uh, experts in that field and trying to figure out ways that we can help as a Russian family to to make a difference in in difficult in difficult areas, difficult arenas. He is uh, Dan Russell. He's been a, he's a great guest. We've got one more segment. And we'll get to you. a couple of ways to get a hold of Dan. You can go to Facebook, um, Dan Russell, R U S S E L L dot seven 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 seven. That is his Facebook page. Or just Google Dan Russell, and and you'll find him. Um, you can email him wrestling the number four piece at gmail dot com. Wrestling for peace at gmail dot com. Or you call me here here at the radio station if you're driving and you're you want to get a hold of Dan. Uh, I can certainly 
uh, help you do that. Again, our, our, our special guest, he's an author, and he is a four-time NCAA wrestling champion, four-time academic All-American. The name of the book is Finished Strong. Go to Amazon, and you can find that book. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. He's Dan Russell. He is a four-time NCAA wrestling champion and an author of Finish Strong. Go to Amazon.com and you can find this book, Finish Strong. Mike, since it's so cold outside and we got so much snow, I want to go back to Palau, tropical island. The water is beautiful. (laughs) The snorkeling is incredible. The people are wonderful. And uh, our guest, Dan Russell, has been over there doing some work and, and doing some things. And it's been uh, since 2000, but, but uh, you still, I'm sure, have great memories of being there in Palau and possibly even what God taught you when you were there. One of the lessons my, my athletes taught me one day is they said, Coach, we want to take you out on the water. And you described the water there stunning. Oh. <laughs> we went out on this boat, and we go into this cove, and this black tip shark started circling our boat. Now, I've watched the Jaws movies one too many times, and I was terrified. And and they challenged me to jump in the water with the black tip shark. Oh, yeah. I've been there. So what's a man to do when his manhood is being challenged? I jumped in the water, and, and all I could think about was I got to get back to the boat. You know, the amygdala, the threat center of your brain was fully activated. My adrenaline was pumping, and... I'm trying to get to the boat, and before I could get to the boat, my athletes took the boat right out of the cove. Oh. I couldn't even see the boat. They took it so far away. And, and I'm a lousy swimmer, and I began thinking if I start splashing, panicking too much, the shark's going to sense my fear, and it will attack me because Jaws movies had taught me that. <laughs> so I'm trying to do these long, smooth strokes. I'm trying to glide through the water. I don't glide well. I, I start thinking, if I survive this, my athletes are not going to survive practice the next day. <laughs> it took me forever to get to the boat. They pulled me out of the water and onto the boat, and they they began laughing as they saw the intensity on my face. And and they said, Coach, I said, black-tip sharks are a timid shark. You didn't, need to ha- you didn't need to be worried about the black-tip shark. But they said, as soon as you were getting close to the boat, we saw saltwater crocodile coming your way, and we had to chase the crocodile out. Oh, my word. And, and I, you know, this, this idea for me is don't be distracted by sharks when there's a crocodile in the water. <laughs> hey, you know, I, 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 this, this journey in life, we've got an enemy of our soul. It is really good at distractions, but you got to know where the fight is, and you got to know where to engage the fight. I was reading First Corinthians thirteen thirteen that said, "These three shall remain: faith, hope, and love." And the greatest of these is love. And it it hit me that if that is something that we're instructed that is to remain, that then that's where the fight is, and we've got an enemy of our soul 
Jesus said this in John 10, 10. He said that there's this thief, there's an enemy or soul that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. And, and I begin to realize that the enemy of my soul has been trying to steal my faith. He's been trying to kill my hope. He's been trying to destroy my love. That's the, where the crocodile is coming. But yeah. he's so good at getting us distracted with so many other things that we don't realize what he's really after. And that's really helped me as I look at the wrestle match of life and where to engage and where do I need to fight. I need to fight at the level of faith and level of hope and the level of love. I, I believe that God's called us to be a people of fearless faith, infectious hope, and relentless love. And, and how do we walk that out in the, in the wrestle match of life without being distracted? Mm. And uh, that's something that day that I learned sitting out there with... Uh, my athletes from the beautiful waters of Palau, and, uh, and I've never forgot it. I've also thought, you know, there's times where we can feel like God is far from us. We don't feel his presence. But maybe, just maybe, like those athletes had taken the boat away where I couldn't see it, maybe God's taking care of the crocodile that you did, you weren't even aware was there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and so we've got to go beyond, you know, our feelings and emotions and, and walking in the truth of who God is. God is good, and God is love. Yeah. And, uh, and you want to know love, you got to know God. Yeah, and that's one of the lies of the devil, is he wants us to believe that God isn't good. And David said, Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blesses the man that will trust in him. I have been—that that is called Shark City, where, where they took you. And, and let me tell you, I was just there last year at this time, and they don't let anybody—they got— wardens out there they don't let anybody get into the water to swim with the sharks because they have had some of those black tip reef shark <laughs> attack people so i mean when i i mean our my youngest son was on the side of the boat and he got thrown in and i thought man if something happens to him and i'm still in the boat my wife will kill me so i jumped in the water and those things i'm telling you they were big and they were fast and i'm looking at them coming yep. at me and they're they're going after the fish that's what they told me but I tell you, I couldn't wait to get out, man. You know, I, it got my attention. You know, real Dan, quick. Dan said, "Hey, what do you do when you, you know, your manhood is threatened?" And you know, when somebody says, "Get," I'd say, uh, "No, not jumping out." Uh, boy, my size, they, I look like a smorgasbord for those guys. Those fish should be like, "Look at the size of this boy." Here we go. Hey, guys, we've got to get, uh, we've got to get out. I, I can't thank Dan Russell enough. This is a, a man who is just doing a lot of things, and he's very busy. And for him to give us time uh, for Faith in the Zone, I truly appreciate it. The name of his book, Finish Strong, by Dan Russell. Go to Amazon. And uh, if you have any questions about Dan, how to get a hold of him, again, Facebook page, just Google Dan Russell. It's dan.russell7777 or wrestlingforpeace at gmail. Dot com or get a hold of me at the station, and I can certainly get uh, some information uh, to him. You know, Pastor, anytime we get a chance to talk to a guy um, about sports, and then certainly Palau, which is is uh, someplace that you really love, and not only the place, but the people and, and the work that our missionaries are doing there is something special for you. I think it's a great combination. They put us on TV there, Mike, because of faith in the zone. They wanted to know. Uh, they put us on Palauan TV with John Zimmer, and they wanted to interview me about Faith in the Zone. And while they're interviewing me, I see the guys, you know, in the back that are doing all the 
taping all they, they pulled up faith on the zone on their computers and they're they're totally in, engrossed in the faith in the zone. Did you so, uh, did you say my last name correct? Because that's all yeah. that. Yeah, I, I said, that's what I really said, matters. I, I said, well, I said, yeah. They said, well, who hosted? I go, well, it's this guy, uh, hey, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike, Su- Mike, Mike, something. Mike, Mike, something or another. See, Dan, this is the kind of respect I get from this man, <laughs> right there. Hey, Dan, thank you so much, and 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 please, uh, again, let uh, let Sarah know that here in Milwaukee, if there's anything that that uh, my wife and I or our kids can do for her and her. Her husband, uh, not to, to to please reach out. To reach out to us, and we can help them any way that we can. Really appreciate your time. Uh, good luck, and, and let us know when you're coming to Milwaukee. Pastor said he would buy lunch. So absolutely, absolutely, Dan. I'll do that for you. There you go, Dan. Thanks a lot. Have a great day, Pastor. It's good to see you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks Mike. for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.